Zone 3 podcast. This is Robert. Reggie's the dude that's invading hey. my personal space <laughs> to my left. What's up, Reggie? I'm not going to make it without a man. I'm sorry. It's hot as balls. It's okay. It's okay. Today, we've got Chad across the table from me. And Chad is a registered nurse who's got 12 plus years experience. And today, we're talking about the subject of infection control, isolation, precautions, some COVID-19. Basically, talk about right? make sure you know, the, you know tips to stay safe and avoid getting COVID nineteen. So, yes, Chad, if you would introduce yourself, where are you from? Tell us about yourself. Again, my name's Chad. I am a registered nurse. I've been living in uh, the Phoenix area for the past oh, I guess about eighteen years. Grew up in Nebraska. Moved out here for the weather because who doesn't like Phoenix in April and May or in March and April? Except when the COVID comes. And shuts down all your spring training, and right? All your concerts and everything like that. But, golf courses uh, are still open. Golf courses are essential. You're absolutely right. That is dear and true to my heart. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, he's got a shirt on that says he's got a hole in one. Have you had a hole in one? I have had a hole oh. in one. Is that how you got uh, the shirt? Uh, my wife did purchase this shirt for oh. me. I do. Oh, have, so you had to purchase it. it. Wasn't like a prize. It was not. I got a little coin. A little casino chip. I would carry that around and, everywhere. And, uh, <laughs> or a I, shirt I framed that says it. I got a hole. <laughs> I definitely framed it. It was, <laughs> awesome. it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm here to talk about the COVID. I mean, what, who's not talking about it? Everyone. And so we yeah. know each other because we work together, right? That's true. You work in radiology. Uh, we're in about, how many bed hospitals do you think we're at? About 250, 300, right. somewhere in there. And growing, you know, right? Yeah. Rapidly. I mean, if, well, if in healthcare, if you're not growing, you're dying. So, man. I mean. I'm, man. See, we only bring the best on this show. <laughs> well said. Well, obviously, I think there's a need for the content that we're going to provide today. And that's really a lot of questions out there about what is it like working in healthcare right now, specifically hospitals, yeah. which is the experience that we currently have. And also, what can we do to make sure that we're being as safe as we possibly can, in addition to these quarantine and social distancing that people are doing? So right. we're going to talk about proper hand uh, washing technique, and I think uh, Chad's a perfect person for that to help well, explain. I have washed my hands before, gentlemen. I've done it. There's <laughs> and no I personally have seen that. We were in the restroom together earlier. And yes. I can Is that where you guys went? Him. Yeah. That's like an hour. I swear. Uh, you're Please believe you gotta me. you got to wash them a long time, Reggie. <laughs> you got to wash them a that long time. Solid minute. <clears throat> According to the World Health Organization, and we're going to play a video from them nice. later on proper hand washing technique. But we're also going to talk about PPEs today and isolation precautions and what's the proper donning and doffing. And if you work in healthcare, you understand these terms. Um, donning and doffing is just what's the proper way of taking on and off personal protective equipment, which is things like gowns, masks goggles, gloves, these sort of things. And I know that you've mentioned before about you've seen personally witnessed people taking gloves on and off improperly. So we'll cover that. Yep. Yeah, it happens. They don't know. Everybody thinks they're trying to do the best. It's probably better than what they were doing before. Right. But there are some things that are just horrible, you know, and that you don't want to do. So like put a glove in your mouth. Yeah. Or back into your pocket. Because you don't want to litter. I've seen so much littering of gloves. It's really sad. Dump it in the trash can as you're coming out of the whatever you're coming out of, whether it's it, how much is open, fries and our grocery stores and, right. and what else. Shoot them into the trash can. 
which is always a fun game to take gloves <laughs> off, you know, right. see how far you can shoot them. I'm just kidding. You don't want to shoot them too far. No, you're right. serious. Those are fun. <laughs> well, I mean, you take them all. Yeah, they yeah pretty that's good. right. <laughs> I mean, we got to get a sound effect for that. Yeah. <laughs> like the way you think. And that's when then you put your hand sanitizer on where people are just getting in their cars and then they're shooting them or taking them off outside of the car. And all that's right. sort of okay. It's just not good for the environment. I mean, nobody wants to see are trash lots littered with PPE. And that's right. what PPE is, is gloves, masks. It's personal protective equipment. Most of the time it needs to be worn by healthcare people and not your regular people. The CDC is recommending that we do wear masks in public areas. Uh, and so do what they say. And for the record, yeah. we're in a room of just four people. Yep. And I'm more than six feet away from you, right, Reggie? The yeah. camera just okay. adds weight. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Is that what it's doing to me? We, oh, my goodness. Oh, my you can make whatever joke you want there. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, I do kind of want to talk about more about your background. Um, yeah. You said you've been in radiology for, well, you didn't say, but how long have you been in radiology? Well, I guess my background in nursing, which most everybody's probably a little bit more concerned with than my massage background, but nursing... I started off as a young kid and I worked at a skilled nursing facility as the weekend manager for about nine months before they let me go. And then I started my career over at uh, acute rehab facility. And that's where I got to know and work with a lot of my patients and get to move them and things of that nature. And then I fell in love with transplant patients. Right. Dang. And that's where a lot of my background comes. I did about seven years on a transplant unit, fresh kidneys. That's pretty uh, much like being in the ICU just about, right? It's a step down. It's okay. step down. It's not ICU. It's step down from ICU. Uh, the ICU would get the livers for a couple of days, the okay. the post livers for a couple of days, and then I would get them up and, as they say, whip them to move them and things of that nature and get the patients moving up and educate them and their families to go home. Not that they didn't have education before, but that was, I was there to beat it in again right. and again and again. Things kind of change a little bit after you have a huge transplant like that too, right? Just like your muscles and like how they cut you open and stuff, right? Oh, it's a big boy surgery, hey, Reggie. Right. It's a big imagine. boy surgery. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to get one if you don't need it. Right. <laughs> That's right. for sure. We're in one of the leading hospitals for transplant patients. Is that correct? All in the nation, for yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something to be proud of. And so that's a good transition for you to come in. So then how does radiology, how do I find my way to radiology? My wife is also a nurse. She begged and begged me to be a travel nurse. Well, as a travel nurse, I traveled to Seattle for a summer and then coming back, she had taken a, a floor position and I wanted to be with the same facility that she was. And so they only had this outpatient position for me and I took it and I fell in love with it, man. Oh, nice. Uh, it was great. I mean, the people that I work with are fantastic. The work that they want me to do, gung-ho, I love it. Like, sounds good. Sign me up. Well, And I think I'm good at it, you know? Man, well, I have, to, I have to speak to that because yeah. I don't think I've ever met a patient that you have talked to that didn't love you. 
<laughs> like literally. Oh, that Chad guy, he was amazing. I hate IVs, but I, he can do my IV anytime. Uh, like, his pickup game must be nice on the streets, then. That's what I'm He's a married man. But yeah, if he well, was, yes, thank you. I am a married man. You're absolutely you right. And starting an IV never got me a date ever. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. So that means it ain't going to work for nobody then. <laughs> no, I didn't have much success even with the massage game in that department either. But uh, I am married, so nice. uh, sealed the deal there. Yeah, no, with, right. yeah it's, it's well, congratulations. more than fine. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, so that kind of got you into radiology and you said you appreciate you know, your yeah. Experience so we did so another and... stint, left again for the summer because at that point in time, me and my wife, we like to reference ourselves as employed snowbirds. We left and did a stint in Cape Cod, traveled all throughout uh, the Cape Cod system uh, as far as what we were deemed as float nurse. Dang. And then came back and did another stint. And then we also left again for our third summer to Hawaii for an island. And then I came back and now I've taken on a full-time position where I'm super thrilled. Wow. You've worked in a lot of really cool places, man. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been quite an adventure. I'm definitely glad where I landed, especially now with the way the hospital is. Oh, right. I mean... Wow, it's isn't that times. something, gentlemen? Yeah, it's tough times. Right, and we're actually going to cover that. Like, what is it like working in a hospital right now? Because we are getting that question a lot. I'm getting it from friends. I'm getting it from family. I actually yeah. made a post yeah. on Facebook about it. But before we go into that, we kind of want to talk about what is it that brought us here today. What brought us here today is the COVID-19. Um, I know it's we're, you're hearing about it everywhere, yeah. but if you're curious about our perspective, we do work at a hospital. If this is your first time watching this, Reggie and I work in uh, radiology. We're both MRI techs, and we work with Chad, who's a radiology nurse, but he's got experience beyond that. But let's talk about first, what is uh, coronavirus and COVID-19? Mostly you hear both of those things, but what's the difference? Right. I think the coronavirus and COVID-19, uh, the best way I've heard it explained is, if you will, if you look at dogs, like the coronavirus is a dog. Well, there's a whole bunch of dogs, you know, you can have a mutt here or what there. I mean, everybody's had that ever wonderful, oh, I got the summer flu or I got the thing that's going around. Well, we obviously know COVID's going around, but it's a very specific marker that is that way. This so it's a specific breed of dog in yes, analogy. Absolutely. Nice. Okay. Keep okay. on, on with that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, so coronavirus is kind of a, more like the... Shit zoo? Uh, yes, what? it's definitely <laughs> the Shizu of the flu. You're absolutely right. Come again? Well spoken. Well spoken. So, uh, so coronavirus is a, it's a multitude of viruses that encompasses things that go all the way from like colds. Yeah, to I mean, or, right. you could make that analogy as broad or as... So as it's, that is a broad stroke to say coronavirus. Yeah. To be more specific is COVID-19. Yeah, and yes. that is the difference. Because that's yes. the coronavirus of 2019, right? Yes, that's yeah. how it gets its name. Is that? I didn't know that. The name yeah. is from COVID and SARS of some point in time, and that was discovered in 2019, and that's how you get it. That's why it, earlier in this uh, testing process, you were seeing that some people were getting two nasal swabs to test for both of the SARS and the COVID type situation oh, we're to then talk determine about can we talk about that because i got to get some stuff off my chest let's talk about it actually this is a great experience oh, um <laughs> it sounds like somebody got one. Oh, it my sounds God. like that oh man <laughs> which is the reason i'm more than six feet away from reggie right now again <laughs> camera ads <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and put it out there i was undetected on my COVID 19 results yeah but... man not to scare anybody out there about that test if you haven't had it uh just prepare yourself because what the nurses 
like Chad will tell you, is that there's going to be some discomfort. That some is used very loosely, you know? <laughs> uh, and honestly, ooh, it, it was, I'm very sensitive well, when it comes to my nose. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's a Q-tip. How would how long would you describe it? Uh, I mean, don't exaggerate, I got a, I got a pretty you? big nose, as you can probably see still through my mask. And they literally probably touched the back of my head with that Q-tip. Yeah, um, it, 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 to get a good sample, you need to get into and near the esophagus. So you have to go through the nasal cavity back. And just what that means is you got to touch the back of the throat. Whew. Typically in okay. nursing, when you are administering this particular test, we always joke with the nursing students and say, number one, lick it first. Just give <laughs> it a little funny. bit of lubricant. <laughs> right. You know, and then go until the person coughs. And then go about a centimeter more and give it a twist. <laughs> Dang. Is that sound about what you that, got? But I got a few more twists. Yeah. yeah. So why, but why did like they good. have to do it? Yeah, good. Was, I feel like it's twisted for like- You don't want like to have to do it again. 30 minutes. That's you don't how want to have to do it again. Yeah. yeah, it probably felt like 30 minutes. It was probably more about like five seconds. Yeah, that's my girl. And that I, was I about believe. three seconds too long. <laughs> exactly. You know, but yeah, but it, it feels like a lifetime. So yeah. It's quite the experience. Curious, why do they have to go through the nose? Why not through the mouth? It's easier. Um, you don't, and you don't have to uh, worry about people biting you. Because if you go down the, the mouth, then people will naturally have a gag reflex yeah. or not a gag reflex. You got to throw up and puke and things of that nature. And that will also compromise the test. So you're going to get a cleaner test by going through the nose. That's, that's the reason. It's not just to torture you, right. contrary to popular belief. <laughs> right. Well, but, it's, it's funny because I felt like she knew she was in the right place because I felt like I had to, like it was going to make me cough. Like right where yeah. she was at, it's like tickling me just enough to like make you cough. So I was like, a lot oh, of people say it felt like they uh, got their brain tickled. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like you got a real good test. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice job. Thank I'm you. so glad you survived yeah. and are here to <laughs> oh, tell the story. Oh. Came back uh, negative, so yeah, that's even better. That's even better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I felt like I watched The Lion King again, just in tears. <laughs> yes, yes. Like Mufasa yes. died. Yes, Ooh, kiss me every time. I mean, that's. I mean, there are other tests that use that same Q-tip, uh, typically for STDs. Just FYI. Ooh. So if you can imagine, I went, to, works, I went huh? to an ENT once, and he did it because I had a deviated septum, and he did it. For, I don't even know what reason for it. But yeah. he it was a Q-tip about this long. Yeah, about put it in there, and my eyes exploded. It was six the most to eight inches are what they're going to come at you with. Sorry Ooh. to talk over you, but six to eight inches are what they're going to come at you with. Then they're going to take it after they, if you will, get their sample or assault you. Some people might say <laughs> yeah. it's not an assault because <laughs> you're asking to have it done. Right. And then they're going to take it. They're going to put it in what is called the culture. They're going to snap the end of it off, and then they're going to screw a little top onto it and. Same slap a label on it. They will probably check your name several times. If they don't, go ahead and tell them your name several times. <laughs> right. It's okay. Uh, and that date of birth, because we all love it. Right. <laughs> Got to check twice. Well, we're going to talk about what led you to even get tested here in a moment, because I do want to kind of talk about what the experience it is like to work in a hospital right now. I'll kind of start it off just the overall mood and, and feeling oh. working in a hospital right now. So it's like, it's more of a... Well, there's bouncers at the door. Yeah, you, when you walk in, <laughs> you're going to be greeted by people who are prepared to give you a mask because you're expected to wear one every day, right? all day for your full shift. If you work in direct patient care, this is at least the hospital that we work at, then you're going to switch out that mask once a day. 
if you work in indirect patient care, um, then you'll be holding on to that mask for a week. At least that's what it was one day, and that policy changes every day. So that's kind of another experience that we have is that constantly evolving policies. Policies, yeah. Got guidance. My email guidelines, are yeah. just getting blown up for sure. So it is a lot to kind of keep track of. Overall, the mood is just, a, it seems really somber. I don't know. Yeah, we're in Arizona out here, and we do have plenty of cases, more than you know. I'm fairly comfortable with. I wish we had zero, but we're definitely not getting as hit as hard as like California, New York, Chicago, some of those more urban areas. I mean, because we're a big city, but we're very spread out out here. I mean, I think I got at least urban a good- Urban sprawl is social distancing in itself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. That's interesting, because in New York, you're on top of each other. You're right? Yeah. There is something to that. Yeah, that's what's hopefully going to help us out is our urban sprawl. Uh, Unfortunately, what they're saying now, or at least the reports that I'm reading, is it's just going to extend it a lot longer, which is everybody's concern. When does this thing get over? Right. What do we do when we come back and blah, blah, blah. But How's this going to change things? I agree, gentlemen. It's a very sombering sort of- It's somber. People are stressed out too. And they're stressed because they're concerned for their own health. They're concerned for the health of their patients. You're yeah. also concerned about, you know, job security because there's, you know, people that are doing mass layoffs right? Uh, in in the world of healthcare as well, because there's things that are considered uh, routine, you know, routine, and there's things that are considered urgent or emergent. urgent or emergent. And those are agree- agreed three very different levels. And those levels are changing because facilities were already stressed already to get people in. I mean, it wasn't like oh, yeah. you could just call and go, Hey, I want to go see my doctor. Well, now you kind of can, which is great to a certain extent because we're doing all these video chats. And I think this is going to be good in that respect. But not everybody for you guys has an MRI machine in the garage. Right, exactly. You know, although I would love to have an MRI machine in my garage, but... I know know a guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. 2030, that's right. (laughs) You got to be able to come in. You got to be able to get those tests. And that's what is going to help either monitor the progress of this particular patient's disease process, which is concerning, you know, like it's one thing to put it on hold for a month. It's another thing to put it on hold for, well, we'll call you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say my biggest stress beyond job security, thankfully we work at a place where since day one, they sent out emails, by the way, we are extremely fortunate because we are a minority in the world of healthcare and specifically MRI techs. And I'm speaking right. for me and Reggie, I don't know about you, and you, but from day one, they sent out emails that said, Hey, listen, we're hearing rumors of layoffs. There will be no layoffs. And they reassured us. Now there is concern for furloughs right. and reduce hours, and that's going to hurt your bottom end. But at the end of the day, those things are just temporary. And compared to what the stress that other people are going through right now, losing their jobs, having to pay these bills that don't go away, yeah. uh, we're very fortunate. So and, I, I, don't wanna, I do want to say that. And honestly, I think a lot of people are super worried about you know their family members. You That's know? what I was going to say. So my biggest stress, and I don't mean to talk over no, you, is, is that. So I have a son who's high risk. He's asthma. And we're not just talking about like every once in a while. He's severe. Takes daily medication for it. And I come home to him every day. And the first thing I do, uh, well, the first thing I used to do when I came home was give both my boys a hug. 
but now I can't do that. So now I say, little guy, sorry, daddy's got to run upstairs. I'm going to jump right. in the shower real quick, but as soon as I get out of the shower, I'll come down and give you a hug. See, now that's funny because as a nurse, I had been training my daughter to do that for quite some time, even before COVID, uh, because... Well, before COVID, I would just run in the laundry room and change clothes, but I wouldn't, wasn't too worried about showers and stuff, but now I take showers. Okay. All right. My daughter's older now. I don't have to worry about that, but I would change clothes. I guess I would jump in the shower. I don't know. Right. I forget how that worked, but clothing change was done. How old's your son? That son is eight years. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah. Mine's a little older. She's 16, so there's not much hugging. She <laughs> she knows everything anyways. Uh, right. And I'm uh, a hugger. She can, so we can call her later if there are any questions. Yeah, we should have brought her in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's very busy. <laughs> she's very busy. <laughs> Um, so that's my biggest fear. Reggie, what's your biggest fear? Ooh, I think my biggest fear is, I don't know. I don't want to be too like dramatic about this, but how this is going to really impact the generations down the line. Right. Cause I know eventually, and I, things probably won't ever get the way they were. I always kind of put it like nine 11, how that literally changed how you go through the airport. Right. Like I still literally have to take off my shoes every time. Mm -hmm. So it's things that are good that is going to change, like how many restaurants are on DoorDash right now. That's amazing, right? Like, I think you can get anything on DoorDash, Uber Eats, you know, Grubhub. Shout out to all those guys. Yeah, and you know what? By the way, I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's places like Uber Eats and Starbucks, and I just got a free car wash the other day. There's places that are offering oh, yeah, free whatever services to healthcare providers. I went and got a lot my of time, AC service done today. Yeah, but they're including all healthcare workers, so that's yeah, awesome. I, I agree. It used to just be frontline people. Yeah, first right. responders. And so I went today on that note to get my AC wash, thank you. checked out. Cobblestone, thank you. Yes, thank you, Cobblestone. <laughs> to get my AC checked out, and the guy was like, you know, hey, by the way, we're doing free oil changes for nurses, you know? And he's like, we use gloves on those nurses and things of that nature. Because I kind of commented to him because he mentioned my mask. He goes, by the way, nice mask. I go, well, you guys don't have to worry about it because you got this six feet distance. And he goes, well, we're doing all these free healthcare stuff. He goes, and because they're healthcare, we are sanitizing their car down before we get into it. Nice. And I go, well, I want to let you know, I don't, first of all, I don't need an oil change, but I am a healthcare worker. Like, I feel like I have to put that out there in front of people too. And I feel right. like some of my friends are like, some of that's affecting me too, as far as, well, we're I high don't know if you want to oh, yeah. go over to Chad's house, even if we sit at a different table, like it's okay. Chad's right. cool. Like you can be over there. You get funny looks wearing your scrubs to the grocery store these days. Oh yeah, <laughs> without a mask too. Without yeah, a mask, without, right? without a mask. But yeah, some right. of the benefits are really great. But sometimes, as a healthcare, like because we're just really not very busy in our department right. in specific right now, it's hard to want to go skip the line at Costco. Right. Because I have a, a badge, you know? Uh, although then I seen the line at Costco and I was like, oh, mm, well, my where's, badge in the car. where's my badge? <laughs> I better go get that thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Thank goodness it's in the car and let me go get it. Right. So a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of, a fear. Lot of stress. For sure. I mean, that's really, we're feeling it too in healthcare. I think we just don't know how this is really going to affect us down the road. But as far as, as far as removing ourselves from that danger, that's what we kind of signed up for. Right. So. It is what it is. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that. Uh, you know, when you say signed up for signed up for it, I, I I signed up to take care of people, and hopefully that I had the 
proper equipment to take care of people right. to a certain extent. Now, I have done some mission trips. I did a mission trip to Haiti where I knew going into the situation that I might not have the equipment and I might have to improvise. I never, ever thought that I would have to do that here in the United States. Right. One of the things right. that I came back from Haiti, it was funny, like came back and at this particular area that I was at, they ran out of temperature probe covers for the day. And this was several years back. And I'm like, you guys, I promise you, we're going to make it over a temperature probe cover, but people were losing their mind. That I wish that was the only problem we were having today, you know, was a temperature probe cover issue. So it's very difficult to sit there and 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 say that we signed up for it. It's kind of, it, there's times where it feels like we're going to war and they're like, here's your bullet. Yeah. Do I get a gun to fire that? <laughs> right. That Do I get bullet. a gun to, it, no, I don't even get a gun to fire that. Okay, I just get no, the bullet. But tomorrow okay. I'll get another bullet. Right. Yeah, ex exactly. Um, and don't lose this war, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had more people call me up and just, you know, hey, thank you for being a nurse. And I'm like, it's right. not even nurses week, you I guys. Some random text from people and I appreciate it. For yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not mad, but it's like, what? why would you hear, man? Yeah, what would you hear? <laughs> you know, holy cow. Okay, so that is, I think that kind of sums up at least my experience and yours too. So For sure, mine sure. too. What would you say, as far as your employer goes, our employer, what precautions are we are they taking? Now, like I said, the big bullies in, in the front door, which is appropriate, and they're not bullies. They're very nice people. Yeah. But uh, the temperature checkers, the the screeners, as far as that goes, and then they screen again, and they screen again, and then they get to see me, and then I'm screening them more and more time. Right. And they're like, are you serious? Right. Yep. Well, so many times very much the front line. And, and I've yep. seen it. The I've seen it the because they want yep. to see their doctor. Yeah, exactly. They're scared. They want to see their doctor. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. <sighs> okay. <sighs> That's not a cough. It's, I, <sighs> right. <sighs> yeah. It's okay. You know, I got to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I let it out to a certain extent. I've had a tickle. I want to my... see my doctor. You know? <laughs> right. You have a tickle in your throat. You're afraid to cough nowadays. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, for sure. And that's for sure in their defense. Like, I literally drunk a little bit of water, went down the wrong pipe a little bit, and I was yeah. in tears trying not to cough in public. It, That's appropriate. Yeah. You should not cough oh. ever again. <laughs> that is. It was very hard, but yes. I pulled it off. The yeah. next generations will That's not cough. because you're professional. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to learn today. <laughs> All right. So, I, I don't, and again, I don't want to speak for you, Chad, but we do work at the same place, same department. One thing that our boss is doing is they're requiring us to take our temperatures twice a day. That's right. Once, one hour before the first of our shift, and then another one again later. Um, yeah, once you do We're required to wear a mask. If you show any symptoms, you're expected to stay home. Yeah, right. Reggie, that's where you kind of come in, and yeah. that's the reason why you took the test. Exactly. So I'll always kind of run a little hot. I'm, I'm run basically about 99. And, of course, I guess everybody runs a little hotter when they wake up in the morning. But last week, I was running just a little over 100, like 103. Or, sorry, 100.3 technically. So uh, what's the cutoff? Ooh. So the cutoff is 100.5. I mean – yeah, 100.4, one of those, yeah. I was just like right there at the doorstep. So, you know, I did what I had to do is call Occupational Health. And they put an order in for me to go through this lovely drive-through, which was the best part of my experience because I felt like I 
didn't have to wait. And that's what I was really, because I didn't feel sick at all. So I'm like, I got to go to the hospital, wait around all these people who are probably really sick. Right. And, you know. Now you're definitely going to get it. I'm going to definitely get it, you know, by the time I get the test and an hour after waiting. (laughs) But, uh, no, there was no wait at all. I I drove right through. And and the way they had the tents and everything built, it was so easy. And it was amazing until the Q-tip came out. (laughs) Godzilla, (laughs) I like to call it. That's six to eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> so in the hospital, they kind of break down like, so f- f- they categorize patients under isolation precautions. There's universal precautions where you would just use the same precautions and that's typically gloves for all patients. Right. But then there's special precautions that you have to show for each one. So there's contact. Actually, I shouldn't be saying this. Uh, Chad, if you don't mind, you should be saying this. Yeah, that's fine. What are the isolation precautions? You're right on track. Uh, Number one is universal precautions. It came out in the 80s uh, when we started seeing HIV to where we just had to treat everybody like they had HIV. Uh, And now HIV is HIV still. Right. It's, it's, It's out there. It's a manageable treatment. It's not a death sentence like it used to be and it if we all remember was a virus at one time that was very similar and we had lots of foundations it was very scary now with that that one's just is contact right that is universal contact precautions okay um there are rumors out there that if you drink about three to five gallons of saliva from an hiv patient you possibly may be able to catch it i don't want to know you if you drink a gallon of anybody's saliva, Reggie. Yeah, how did okay. they test that? Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, here. so it's, it's a universal precaution. So that's how we treat everybody. Then what we can have is, is what is commonly referred to in the nursing facility is contact precautions. Nice. This is where if you touch somebody, you can get it. We'll see this in wound beds with MRSA and VRE and, you know, diarrhea and the ever wonderful and extremely popular C. diff that is horrible. It's a very nasty, nasty disease. And that is one disease that you can't get rid of with using hand sanitizer. So people are always asking, you know, do I use hand sanitizer or do I use soap and water? What's the best? If in doubt and you have the option, wash your hands, soap and water. It's the trademark. Uh, and it's always going to go that route. It can't beat friction and heat. And there's a sweet spot for that time limit for the hand washing, right? Yeah. I mean, usually it's 30 seconds seconds. is really what needs to happen. A common theme that everybody sings is the happy birthday song. Oh yeah, that's so right. So if you sing the happy birthday song and you're washing your hands, right. you go that route. And I know, I think we're going to have a little segment on hands. Yeah, actually, uh, there's, a, there's a great video on that. I don't think it was the birthday song he sung, but... Uh, oh, everybody's got their own little song. Right? Oh, I, I mean, I yeah, I mean, there, there can be way. fun. There, there can be some fun songs. Oh, you bet. Fun <laughs> so you got, you got your contact isolations to where you don't want to touch them. You know, and this is, you know, and then you have your droplets. And this is where it gets a little confusing with some of the COVID issues. Is it droplet or is it airborne? Is it a modified droplet? Is it, what is this? Right. Right? Like all of a sudden we're getting new definitions of subcategories and yeah. Yeah. Umbrellas. Yeah, exactly. Which is goofy because things don't typically change that quickly unless (laughs) well, we've hit unless. Right. So droplet precautions, that's for like your pneumonia, your flus, your whooping coughs and your bacterial meningitis. And that's where you're going to wear a mask. And you're going to see those like yellow gowns and things of that nature, just so it doesn't 
you got to worry about droplets. So spittle. It, uh, you know, and everybody knows that person oh, that spittles and stuff like that. Yep. He's horrible. Yeah. And he's spraying it all over the place. <laughs> You're doing it too. You just don't notice it and you don't right. have the lisp that's cool for radio to go with it. The next one is airborne precaution. And this is for like tuberculosis, measles, and chicken pox. Mm. Now, what we like chicken pox, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are old enough. I, I'm old enough to where they were just kind of getting out. I'd heard about chicken pox parties. I never went to one oh. as a kid, but I knew older kids that went to them and just you know, to catch the chicken pox. Catch the chicken pox. Oh, so you get natural wow. immunity and go that route. Now, I got chicken pox myself. Old school so, vaccination. Huh? Yeah, right. Natural. <laughs> That's so awesome. I Funny. hope. For everybody that we can get that with this, right? but I don't know that to be true and nobody does. So it's not like anybody's encouraging, oh, we'll just go out and get it, you know? No Rona but, parties out there. Yeah. There's, yeah. Nobody's doing a Rona party. Yes. Uh, and please don't. Huge yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. Huge <laughs> disclaimer. And so that's where you're going to need your N95s and your right. masks for that. And that's for your healthcare workers. Now, mm -hmm. I would like to say a little disclaimer. There are guys that are out there who are in construction and primarily drywallers yeah. who can't find their masks. We got to get them masks too because yeah. they're just junking their lungs up with all the drywall dust, sanding because they can't get their regular masks that yeah. they're used to because everybody and their dog is buying it to go to the grocery store. Exactly. And and so that's that's unfortunate too. Gloves and then too. some Gloves people are, are going, well, what's the necessity of that drywaller out and doing that? And I'm like, well, if he's the only guy in the room, like that seems decent, you like, know. I guess because I guess some people are confused about an N95 versus like a regular mask that people are like kind of selling online and stuff, right? So I mean, maybe like we talk about the difference. Like we should have covered that maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like the, the, you guys are wearing what is commonly referred to as a surgical mask. I'm wearing a homemade mask that my mom was nice enough to make me. The protection level for your surgical masks are probably a little higher than mine. You can see that they're a little bit tighter around the face. Mm -hmm. uh, mine's got a little bit of open gap here. At our facility, they were saying, you know, with the surgical mask, then you could wear your homemade mask over top of it Oh, nice! to keep the soiling down. Well, when it comes to girls, you guys aren't girls, but girls wear makeup and they get makeup on the inside of their mask. And, oh, Robert wears makeup. Yeah, well, whatever. It's fine. I swear to God, look. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just foundation. Touches here. And so, like, to then make them wear it again, like it's weird. And like I came home the other day and I had zits underneath my nose and on top of my nose, my tip of my nose was sore as heck. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm like- Back to your ears. Yeah, my mom's got these little button ribbons that they she can sew too to help take some pressure off. A lot of, of that. people are doing that. Thank you to all those people who are doing yeah. that. Yeah, you know, makes it. We appreciate that. You bring up a really valid point. One thing that I think people are not going to notice until it's too late are super weird tan lines. Oh, already seen one at the grocery store today. Oh, this guy had the worst like golf glove tan in the world because he was at, I always see him pushing carts. Now he pushes him with gloves. Oh, wow. And his hands are just white as white can be. And he is like dark he take as gloves off. night. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I was giving him a hard time. He, right. And, and said, wow, man, you washed, you washed your hands so much. You washed the black right off of you for crying out loud. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And he was like, and then he had to explain to me what he was doing. And I'm like, I got it. Right. I gotcha. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, some very strange tan lines. Uh, and we've seen those in Seoul, Korea also with uh, the SARS outbreaks and things of that nature. Most of the mass 
are there to protect everybody else. The mask is there to catch your germs. Right. And um, even if it gets 1%, that's more than zero, right? <laughs> well, we know it's getting more than 1%. I, I mean, because if you sneeze, it's going to catch a good chunk of it, right. you know, especially the big pieces, you know, and, and dibs on those later. <laughs> but that's what the, a, a majority of the mask is for, especially with a lot of the patients that I'm, I'm dealing with, which is our transplant or immune compromised patients. And there's so many of them out there. I mean, you got your elderly people who have arthritis and they're taking arthritic medications, which is an immune respiratory suppressant that they take so their joints don't swell on them as much. And so grandma and grandpa are out there. They're taking, well, no, I'm, I'm not immune compromised but I'm taking mm. my arthritis medication. That's a very good point. You know, yeah. and they don't even realize that. And so now they're hitting two or three or four categories on the tick sheets and mm. stuff like that. Right. Um, and that's where we got to try to protect them a little bit more too. Interesting. And so that's why I wear my mask, especially in the hospital right now. Like people have been giving me a hard time saying that, well, man, with the hospital being kind of as quiet as it is because we're not doing any urgent or emergent cases, right. it might be the, one of the safest places out there. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, except I we have disagree. known COVID people walking around. Well, they're right. not walking, but we, I mean, and we have a lot of people testing too. We do have some of the equipment, but I wouldn't say that everybody's 100% geared up at all times. Like, right. I mean, it wasn't unreasonable to switch out a surgical mask and a PPE gown. If I had a, a contact patient, I did it 10, 12 times a day with one patient. Right. And now I get one right for the day but so, the analogy is interesting because it's pretty much saying it's like being in the eye of the storm is the safest place to be and it's like uh, it might be look that way i mean right. at the same time everybody around you is very aware of what's going on right everybody and so everybody it, i mean I've definitely cleaned some things. Have you guys cleaned oh, anything at work? Oh, I know I have. Yeah, I've cleaned. Yeah. Uh, I get Reggie to do that for me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you missed I'll call spot. Reggie. <laughs> yeah, I'll call Reggie too. <laughs> you know, so there's some truth to that, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. I, I tell you what, I right. feel a lot more... I feel that the grocery workers are probably putting themselves out there a lot more than some, because they don't have a health screener at the front door. Right. And if you're sick and you still need beans or whatever, oh, and you have nobody else to, right. to- I see the fear in their eyes too. And I'm yeah. Out. I'm like, oh. oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's where you're holding your cough. Right. You know? For sure. So we covered the isolation precautions. Did we contact Droplet and uh, Airborne? Yeah, and how uh, COVID we'll, is kind of... And we'll post some of this stuff in the two show. Two of the notes. three. And, and for each isolation precaution, there's a, you know, a expected standard of what you would wear to keep yourself safe from whatever exposure you're about to come Yeah, that's, that's true. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over donning and doffing PPEs. We, there is a proper way and an improper way because at the end of the day, these things that you're wearing are contaminated with the things that you don't want to be exposed to. So you have to make sure you take it off correctly. Otherwise, you're just gotta be. counterproductive somewhat. So do you feel comfortable going over that or do you want to pull up a video, Chad? Yeah, yeah, pull up a video and see what they got. I mean, everybody's donning and doffing. It, it, Can we get There you, is Chad? a very, very specific way, and I don't want to give improper way. Right. I have a way that I do it that I feel comfortable with. And then if you would put your gloves on. So kids don't try this at home is what he's saying. 
ideally, kids, you don't put yourself in a situation where you need to put this stuff on. Right. So, and if you're a professional, then you should have a very good idea of what to do. How to do it, right. And understanding, too, that these techniques are changing because we've never seen times to where you've had to wear the same gown, but you need to change gloves in between. Right. right. So that's where it also becomes tricky to so that that's where it's at there, but I'll I'll try to do my best. You really and show you. Yes, you're what, very encouraged to conserve as much as you can right now. So pre-COVID, when you would put the gown on, you would pop a thumb hole into this, oh, yeah, no problem, yeah, yeah. you know. And then you had a good, nice, tight seal. You don't do that anymore because you don't want to encompass the integrity. And then you would tie uh, these, and you would always get it back. And then once in a while, you know, you you would always get the top. And sometimes you'd put that on before and throw it over the top. But the big thing is, is when you're taking off, mm. is first thing on, last thing off. Just like a nurse, always comes prepared with gloves and everything yeah, right, else in their pockets. Right. <laughs> Were you a Boy Scout, Chad? No, I was not. <laughs> Again, first thing on, last thing off. So right before you walk in the room, everything's on. You put your mask on last. Oh, nice. Before you go in. Your T95, you want to make sure that that's, that's last. And then when you come out of the room, that is the last thing off. So okay. you take your gown off. So you, you pop the top usually, and then you pop the back, and they, they just come undone. And then you roll it off and away from you and go like this and roll it down, and you keep it up. And I don't want to mess up the integrity no. of this. Okay. So let's say I get that all off. Yeah. Because you don't want to cross-contaminate, right? That's the key here. That's all. So we got that off. Yeah. That'll all be rolled up into itself and then into the gloves. But you can't see what I'm doing in the gloves if it's underneath the gown. This is your camera right, right. Chad. So if you and, and so with the, with the gloves, I mean, what a lot of people will do, the mistake is, is they'll come in with their finger and they'll touch their skin to get it oh. up underneath. Contact. That's right. Boom. You're already, you got a problem right there. Right. So just grab them and pinch them. Oh, roll it back. Kinda. And then pull out like this. Take that one. Go like that. Now, this is where you get inside here. So you get up underneath there. Just grab that. And then you get it like this. And now you can do the shot. Hey. Right? Boom. That right there. That not a bad did shot. Not go I've in. done it before. I'm just gonna tell everybody right now he missed. <laughs> the camera didn't catch it. Yeah, it yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but that's the big thing is I'll see right. people get on the inside and so now they're contaminated. Or you know, we were talking about this earlier about how people are really littering a lot in the parking lots. So just oh, yeah. if you're going into a grocery store, go wear your gloves, it's fine. Come out of the grocery store, take your gloves off, and now there's after turtles, you get out, people, there's turtles. Hit your, I got a quick. Question. Hit your hand sanitizer, then you get in your car. Throw your gloves okay. away. So, so taking off PPE, you don't have to necessarily wash your hands. You can use hand sanitizer. So there's, here's where it becomes even more complicated. They're uh, even saying, use hand sanitizer before you even go to remove your mask because we have to remove our mask. So they're trying to keep the integrity of our mask. And so they're having oh. you have you use hand sanitizer before you remove your mask. Right. 
and then hand sanitizer after you've touched your mask, after you put to put your mask inside your your bag to keep it. It gets complicated. It huh? gets real tricky real fast. Yeah. Basically, what we're telling people just to keep them safe out in the public is if your mask, if you've been out in public into an area that possibly has infection, that includes Home Depot and or not, not specifically that, but just being out. All right. Uh, Home Depot is always very busy. <laughs> right. And then go home and throw it in the washer and wash it up and just go that route. And, you know, and when you take it off your head, take it off your head, throw it in your washing machine and then wash your hands. Very good. Wash them up to mm. your wrists and you're probably going to be okay. Nice. Uh, it's going to really help out a lot. If you're immune compromised, you shouldn't really be out much anyways, but regular folks just good old fashioned hand washing. It was humorous when our president first came on and I can't, I was uh -huh. laughing as a nurse going, oh my gosh, our commander in chief is literally telling us to wash our hands. This is what the world has come to. Right. We're getting instructions from the commander in chief to wash our hands. <laughs> and How important it is, right? Yeah, it is. Life or death situation. It is. Yeah, it is. Nice. Okay. Um, I, have, I have one more question for you, Chad. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a, there's songs for when you're taking your gloves off, but is there a song for taking your gown off? Like you put your right arm in or something? Not that I'm Remix. aware of, although I can see that's a great show for the <laughs> next time. That could be a lot of fun uh, yeah. um, for that. But yeah, for hand washing, there is uh, songs. Because it's just I'm, the duration that they're worried about. Absolutely. That, that gets you through the 30 seconds. Right. Happy birthday is always a, a favorite of mine. Cool. I've got one that I want to play later, but I would like to play this video, the Donning Doffing. Um, yeah, if thank you. Guys you guys don't mind. I love how people are putting out so much information about this stuff on YouTube and just free resources. Like, I feel like there's paywalls everywhere for some stuff, and I just love how people have a platform to help spread good information like this. So, Yeah, so there she's actually even cleaning her hands before touching any of the material which oh yeah that's cross-contaminate right there easily right absolutely yeah absolutely and then so she put her gown on and now she's going to put her mask on and that's not the t95s also need to be fitted for oh, the person right like they have to go through a fitting so you can't just grab one off the shelf i mean it just will work. sort of work but it's not meant to doesn't have a seal like yeah, you need it to. Yeah, exactly. And there, with beards and stuff too. If you right? think you're having troubles breathing through a surgical mask or even a homemade mask, oh. you put a N95 on, and you, especially if you have to do any sort of educating for maybe ten minutes of a speech. Yeah, like it, <laughs> you working. You get you're out of working. breath real quick, right? And so here is her outside shield, so she can kind of keep that mask for a little bit longer and oh. hopefully and, and notice this the seal up there for the pressure ulcers uh that's what we're seeing in a lot of our healthcare gloves mm -hmm. are extending past her gown and now she's ready so covering your hair at least at this time wasn't necessary for covid or do do we have to that do hair per facilities Facility. i do oh, believe okay. most facilities are, are requiring you to cover your hair okay just because and oh, now notice oh, how she grabs oh, there yeah. see how she grabs that glove and then she's going to take that, crumple it up in there. She's not going to shoot it. You know, she's not. She's good. Yeah. She kind of did the no-no way that time, right? Nope. That was just that fine. Was good? Oh, okay. That was just fine. We should totally watch movies like this. Finding Dory, I could totally do that. Straight commentary. And then notice how she's rolling it inside the clean part into itself. 
That was my backpack, so we can. And now she's sanitizing her hands again. Oh yeah, she goes up into her face. So there, you you might be hearing some things in the news called your T zone. Have you guys heard of this? No, no, this no. This is a, an entrance way for infection, and it's basically your eyes, nose, and mouth. Oh, so your T zone, right? There's oh, a T yeah, yeah. zone, and so she's staying away from her T zone there, and then she's. Notice how she tried to do it as best she could, but that's why she also cleaned her hands before taking it off. Now she's going to take clean her hands again. So to don and doff the PPE, you really to do it properly. It's it's almost four times of washing your hands before you get it on and off properly. That takes time. Yeah. So in emergency situations, people have to be ready already. So what we're seeing, and we we've seen this on some of the specials, or at least the few of the specials that I've seen, is they're just basically for lack of better terms, throwing healthcare workers into an area and going, you got them today. Right. Go. Good luck. Get out there, champ. Yep. And yeah. try not to go to the bathroom too often. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, how are you guys doing on your water consumption? Because, I mean, what? It, mm. I don't know about you, but I haven't heard about recommendations for water consumption to go down. But since these masks have come down, <laughs> my water consumption is down. No. I'm going right. home and I'm dehydrated. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. tired. Right. I'm exhausted. I've had to work a lot harder. And I find that I'm chugging water too. Right. Like, Thank you, dude. Once I get my mask off, I, I oh, really got to get sure. that. Yeah, that's a good video. I definitely noticed that Robert's skin's not quite as hydrated as it normally yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't seem as vibrant. Yeah. It's just, we, it's just so missing that edge. See my skin. We just lean back. Yeah. Let me, let me. It's like a good, good view. Show them the crust on the side right there. Well, really, it's a shame because that's probably the biggest loss in all this people's freedom and the, and the ability to, for people to see my. My face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my bread and butter right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we went over Don and Dolphin. I think that's important because if I'm being honest, and you know me, right. Reggie, you know me. He's a very honest guy. Right? Very honest. As far as being in healthcare, you're required to take continuing learning modules. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You got to stay on top of these, whatever. We're constantly having to take tests on different things. And one of them is PPEs and what's the proper Don and Dolphins. If I'm being honest, I get that wrong a lot. <laughs> For some reason, I always forget the order, yeah. and so it's good to be reminded as, as often as possible. But. And God forbid if it's a, a click-through one where you really don't have to pay attention to it, right? Like, if so many doubt, people skip Let's oh, not give away the inside okay. secrets. Bro. That's, that's the trick <laughs> there, Robert. If in doubt, sanitize your hands. Sanitize your hands. You know? And stay out of your T-zone. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. For sure. That's, that just goes for everywhere. And that's Smart. a lot of the good thing for the mask, too, is it really cuts off... The bottom half of your T-zone, which is the majority of the entrance points, mm. you can now scratch your face. You can now scratch your beard, which, uh, I mean, David over there, he had to shave. I had to shave. Everybody had to no, shave because uh, the T95s don't have a secure fit without the beard. OSHA won't sanction uh, you. So that's right. why everybody has to shave. Right. Pull up, let's pull up a new video. I got a We, we went over Don and Doffy. I do want to go over a, a proper hand-washing video. And it's the World Health Organization. So Before we pull that up, since we were just talking about shaving. Yeah, please. Uh, Dave, can you pull up the picture? There's a shaving picture that kind of shows like the area. So this is just an OSHA slash CDC collabo. And we'll put this actually in the show notes as well. So everyone can kind of get a better look at it if you can't see it well. But no full beard. And a goatee is kind of suspect. I think you could pull off a pretty sweet stash though. Thank you for showing that, Reggie. That's a great visual aid. And I'm yeah. a big visual aid kind of a guy. So sure. let's talk about a visual aid of hand washing yeah, technique. Yeah, let's get into some hand washing. Proper hand washing technique. Pull up YouTube, if you would. 
And then on YouTube, you can just write in proper hand washing technique and look for the World Health Organization, which has some credibility. And I think there's a video that's only about a minute long. Yeah, and if anybody's just listening, we're going to have links to all this stuff in our show notes. Just go ahead and go to our website or at the bottom of the video on YouTube. You definitely have access to all these. So they're going to hear the, the audio on this? Hand washing should take you about one minute. Use a timer or count from one to ten in each of the following steps. Wet hands with water and apply enough soap to cover all surfaces of the hands. Let the water run smoothly to avoid touching the tap later on. Rub hands palm to palm to obtain a good quantity of foam. Then rub right palm over the back of left hand with interlaced fingers and vice versa. Rub again palm to palm with fingers interlaced. Rub the back of your fingers to opposing palms with fingers interlocked, repeating this action for each hand. The water pressure Rub rotationally up, left thumb clasped <laughs> in right palm and vice versa. To clean the tips of the fingers, rub rotationally backwards and forwards with clasped fingers of right hand in left palm and vice versa. Rinse hands thoroughly with running water. Can we, can we, now can we please show the real video? Yes. The one that I showed you? Yes. So it should only be about a minute. Here you go. Turn right, that up. See on how long you should be washing your hands to keep clean for this coronavirus. Uh, so what I do is I sing a full song while I'm washing my hands. This way I know by the time I'm done with the song, my hands are completely clean. So you can pass this along to your friends and family. But this is how it goes. A little bit of water, a little bit of soap, and start singing. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am so strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to be all I can be. You raise me up so I can walk on water. You raise me up to be all I can be. So there's a lot of discrepancy on how long you should be watching. I have a man crush on you, by the way. <laughs> now, I, I like the fact that he went a little higher than his hands. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's okay. Well, he was raising I up. Know, was... I don't know if you need to get as high as the pit. So, but, uh, you know, I like his enthusiasm. Right. I like it. I like it. I give it a day for effort. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Great job. So uh, just to kind of wrap it up, we do. I think we covered the basics. Did you have any tips to stay healthy and avoid exposure other than what we're hearing? It's social distancing, washing your hands. I mean, really, the only thing we can really do is just follow the CDC guidelines. I mean, uh, that's where everyone should be mostly getting their news from. Yeah, uh, agreed. Try to stay up to date and try not to be too overwhelmed and understand that the information that you had three days ago is still the best information that you had, even if you did take decide to take a news vacation, which we all need to do. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, and I did that. I went camping for five days, and it was the, m- the best thing I could have done. But 
Thank you for that, Chad. Thank you for coming. Thank yes. you, Reggie, for coming. Thank, thank you, Dave. You, Appreciate it. We're going to pretty much thank wrap you, thank up. You. So this is a show that we do. It's a, a podcast called Zone 3 Podcast, and it's dedicated to the world of MRI and everything that involves healthcare. This might be our first episode we drop because it is so topical. So if right. you enjoy this episode and you like the content, come back and watch us. Subscribe. Hit that like button. We appreciate you coming and, and tell all your friends about us. There is one thing that we will wrap up with. It's a question that we try to ask all of our uh, guests, and it's this. So, Chad, what yeah. would you say is the most satisfying or fulfilling experience or that you've had in your healthcare career? And please don't make everybody cry. Uh, no, please. You know, that, I mean, that's <laughs> such a broad question, and, and you kind of prepped me for it. It's it, it, it's very loaded. Um, just <laughs> watching one of the patients or any of the patients when the light bulb goes off and they get it. Right. Especially when, and my background has always been transplant or maybe even the physical therapy when I was working acute rehab. They just got it. Like the light bulb went off and it was fun to watch the person start to then gain independence and get away from, no, I don't want to look at that injury. I don't want to have to look at that. And it's like, no, you need to. And being right there for them and with that person and going, this is how it's going to be. Like you need to take responsibility. Right. doesn't have to be today, but you're going to have to do it. And, you know, I might be the jerk smiling at you every day for the next three to five days to do it. And when that light bulb goes off, that's so much fun to watch somebody get better. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe even seeing them six months later uh, and they come back and they're like, I remember you, you know, thank you so much. They even always in my, remember you. In my current job, you know, like, <laughs> right. no, 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 nobody else is going to touch me. Where's that really, yep. where's that guy? Where's he Chad? had the thing. And I'll talk, there he is. That's him. I know it is. I know. <laughs> How it. satisfying yeah. is that moment? I get it every once in a while. Me more yeah. so than Reggie, but I, I mean, I get it. Right? Reggie, I don't uh, know if it works. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you do get it at least once a year. For sure. I don't think you're on the same level as Chad. Uh, oh, well. By far. But, <laughs> well, you, no, that's not true. I mean, it's so nice to be able to say, you know, like, I mean, because people come in for the MRIs and they get, they're so, I mean, they're worked up. I mean, they're a cat on a hot tin roof. And to know that I can sit there and say, these guys are going to walk you through it. They got tricks. I promise you. They got tricks. They know them. They got the tricks. And, you know, after a while, I would imagine same thing with nursing. Like you're like, wow, well, well, oh yeah, that old trick. Right, but man, those old tricks, man. They you, the more you got in your bag, <laughs> the more you can throw at them. Right, and then every once in a while, somebody else has got it, and you're like, oh, I like that one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, take that I'll one. That's a you great. Time, by the way, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so you're just always learning. So it's it's a fun, fun, fun career. And sure. like I said, anytime I can help somebody, my daughter when she found out I took this job, said, so you stab people all day long. And I go, well, maybe, just maybe I'm good enough to save somebody a poke. All right. So that's what I try to go that, home with. Awesome. We've never heard anything bad about Chad. There's a reason we Never, yeah. There's so many people that we you work with. You guys keep with. talking to those people, okay? Don't talk to anybody else. <laughs> those people, that's fine. And we work with a lot of credible, competent, awesome nurses, yes. but we invited Chad. So. <laughs> yes, they invited me instead. <laughs> So thank you, Chad, for coming. This is our goodbye. Thank you for watching. Like I said, this might be our first episode. We've got yeah. several. We hope to be around for a while. This is me and Reggie. We're both um, MRI guys. Yeah. And we hope to see you again. Thank you for watching Zone 3 Podcast. Stay healthy. Be wise. Keep your distance. Yeah. Wash your hands. Thank yeah. you. Bye, everybody.
The information and comments provided in the Zone 3 podcast and website are not intended to be technical or medical recommendations or advice for individuals or patients. The information and comments provided under the auspices of Zone 3 podcasts and their guests are of a general nature and should not be considered specific to any individual or patient. Whether or not a specific patient is referenced by the physician, technologist, individual, group, or other entity seeking information. Zone 3 Podcast may provide links or references to websites. Such links are provided as a convenience to our listeners seeking more information on topics. These websites are not affiliated with Zone 3 Podcast, nor do they endorse or manage content discussions unless otherwise stated during recording.